0: This is the MetaMindCast. And momentarily here, we have to touch back on our world flood and the Noah story, only to move into the philosophy and ritual symbols of Zoroastrianism, or Zarathustra, also known as Zoroaster and its force in creating modern Judaic Christianity, Muslim and Persian philosophies and religions. And from a single fragmentary tablet written in Sumerian, datable by its text and script type to about 1800 BCE, the tale of Zasudra, told during the time of the old Babylonian empire, having parts on the creation of man and animals. It also tells us of the first cities founded, being Eridu, Bad Tabira, Larak, Sippar, and Shurapak. And then after a missing piece in the tablet, the gods, have decided to send a flood, our typical story, to destroy mankind. And it is Inki, the lord of the underworld. In the sea of freshwater, the Sumerian Babylonian Ah, as Inki warns our character of Zesudra to build a large boat, describing the storm and the huge boat tossed about on the great waters and then utu the sun appears and zasudra opens a window then sacrifices an ox an o and an x and a sheep and zasudra prostrates himself before an and enlil the sky and the lord of breath and at this point zasudra is given breath eternal, um, I would assume meaning eternal life, and takes him to dwell in Dilman, the place where the sun rises. But in this story, from the broken and forgotten tablet, tells us that Zasudra did not settle on a mountain, but instead floated down the Euphrates River and into the Persian Gulf, and in many ways, this story reminds us of Zarathustra. Writers of the ancient world date Zarathustra back as far as 5000 BC, while Plutarch puts him at 600 BCE, possibly because there was more than one Zasudra Zarathustra, much like the Zedox, Now Zarathustra carries a rolled scroll in his right hand and shows the subject is adherent to the secret philosophy. The birth of the first Zarathustra had unleashed storms of hatred. The king currently ruling at this time surrounded in a thrall of a circle of sorcerers who convinced him that the young child must die going to the young mother's house with the baby alone in its crib the king's dagger drawn to stab this young child but his hands mysteriously become paralyzed unable to complete the task Zoroaster alike was said, like Noah, to be born with a bright and shining radiance and is depicted as such in stone relief carvings, a feature of shining associated with the Ahuras, the Iranian equivalent of the Watchers, being the shining gods of great stature. Now in roughly 5,067 BCE, in the region we now call Iran, the prophecy foretold of a great new leader. Picture a small agricultural society, a small community, during a harsh winter. The young mother, accused of witchcraft, casting the blame of the cruel storms and roving plagues of the time upon this one person. The mother, while five months pregnant, finds herself in a nightmare. Black clouds, dragons, wolves, and serpents enclosing to rip the young fetus from her womb. And then the young child awakening inside of her body spoke from the womb comforting her, and a pyramid of light descended from the sky, and down this pyramid descended a boy with a staff in his left hand and a scroll in the right. His eyes shone with fire and his name was Zarathustra, and Zarathustra was a good man but could still destroy with a glance. In the Zad Spram, a Fa Levi text tells us that one day, a wizard came to visit the father of Zarathustra and knowing he was a sorcerer, Zarathustra kicks over his bowl of mare's milk. The wizard angrily tells that he will destroy the whole family with his evil eye. The evil eye, the circle with the dot in the center. Zarathustra, the youngster, threatens to stare him down with both of his good eyes. And the beginning of a staring contest takes place. But the wizard becomes unnerved and got on his horse to leave only to Fall down dead a short distance later, and from that time, all of his descendants would fall down dead when they happened to cross that same spot. The followers of Zoroaster supplanted bewitched buildings designed by mad architects, reworking sorcery upon sorcery. Zoroaster preached that. The sun's spirits that created this world were working to transform it. And that one day, the world would be a vast body of light or lux. And Zarathustra, at one point escaping from prison, survived assassination attempts, living to fight many battles against evil, pitching his magic to defeat the black sorcerers eventually becoming the prototype of the modern personification of the wizard a tall hat pointed and a cloak with stars upon it and he had an eagle sitting upon his shoulder fighting the forces of ariman the adversary or satan of zoroastrian tradition with the cosmos invaded by hordes of demons, darkening the sky, the dark forces thrusting themselves between humans and the higher echelons of the spiritual hierarchies. In Persia, called the asuras, ah meaning not, and Sura meaning god or angel, essentially meaning not gods or not angels. And in Zoroastrian culture, the women, as the generative power, held a high place as esteemed individuals in society, serving some as the seven Ameshi who resided over the seven Karashvaras, the regions or continents of the earth, their functions being to win men from nomadic life and warfare, and to foster peace and tillage, or to till or plow the field, meaning to bring forth agriculture, and was a type of the sacred feminine goddess. And these queens of the sevens, reflected in the book of Esther, when King Asurus feast on the 7th day, has 7 chambermaids, and consults 7 princesses of Media and Persia. This goddess of the 7 civilizing, bringing agriculture and bringing men to her bosom, considering those with flaws and defects or deformities as being marks put in them by evil spirits setting forth the dualism of good versus evil and as we see in chapter 19 of the avesta zoroaster overcomes this evil spirit chasing it or him and his minions back into hell and chapter 21 in the avesta Tells of how the Lord, Ahura Mazda, the Spirit, gave Thrita, the first healer, healing powers, bestowed upon her, handed down with the similar powers of Ariman, healing creation of the ninety-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine illnesses the evil spirit brought into creation, and. They saw anal sex as an abomination that kept the male and female seed from mingling to create the sacred desired result of generation. Also looking at menses as being a demon given condition like illness being caused by demonic possession and it had to be treated. In this category were also old age and death seen as demon-possessed and caused. As angra the evil spirit, was able to sicken the creation, seeing truth overall as the highest virtue of all, and to be outside of truth was to be in league with the asuras or the lie, Zarathustra seeing this battle as the very machinery of all things, the transupposition of morality into the metaphysical realms. Zarathustra attesting inhuman sacrifices as foreign to Aryan spirituality, whose cornerstone is setting free will and the faith in personal choice and the cultivation of the spirit based around consciousness and discernment, learning to see the real from the unreal. For life in this time, Zarathustra was a dangerous and quite discerning figure. He would lead his followers into hidden grottos and guide them through underground caverns or landscapes, initiating them in the flickering flames of the underworld, surviving underground some five millennia before emerging again as Mithraism around 400 A.C.E. And this mythicism, based around the teachings of Zoroaster also known as Zarathustra, would become a most popular cult among the Romans, and again later in the Manichaeans, of whom the famed Saint Augustine would participate in. Deep in these mysterious caves in ancient Iran, a sacred mixture called Homa, very much like the Soma of the Vedas, in persian myth states that it grew upon mountaintops and in river valleys possibly linked to the sea grape when mixed with milk or water this concoction did not only create intoxicating effects but could also work to heal those who partook of it and was said to be able to induce supernatural powers as well recent research Suggests the fly agaric mushroom as a culprit being used by shamans as far back as 10,000 years ago. Because of the spiritual significance of the religion, the Hyoma was the healing god itself. Also being linked to a mystic bird, Saina which brought the sacred home uh, from where it had long been hidden and brought it for use of gods and men. And this is linked closely with the marvelous half-giant, half-eagle character of Garuda, possibly an offspring of one of the many breathing experiments of the Atlantean Nephilim. And this Garuda in the the Vedas, um, the Mahabharata, stealing the moon goblet filled with the sacred ambrosia of Soma, which also could prolong life and give supernatural powers as well. Now Zoroaster was said to have restored the religion of the Magi after the flood, and is the earliest religion we have documented in the misty beginnings of time. Zoroaster studied the heavens, both astrology and astronomy, and philosophized on the beginnings of the universe, believing there to be an angelic force watching over every day, every month, every season, and every planet, and called them the watchers. And it is believed that one day in a Stronger age than this decay and self doubting present, he must yet come to us, the redeeming man of great love and contempt, the creative one whose compelling spirit will not let him rest, whose isolation is misunderstood by the people as if it were a flight from reality when it is his absorption, immersion, penetration into reality, so that one day when he emerges back into the visible light, he may bring home the redemption of this reality. In the sacred death rites of Zoroastrianism, there were built three-tiered towers called Towers of Silence and In a ring, they would take the dead bodies and lay them out, baking them in the sun. And the men were placed in the outer ring, whereas the women were placed in the middle ring, and the younger children were placed in the center ring. And after the bones were pecked clean by vultures, they would then be dried and bleached by the sun as a purification ritual. Then after collecting the bones to be placed in an ossuary located within the Tower of Silence. Before these towers, it was customary to take the dead or demon possessed corpse, as they believed demons caused all decay and death, to a rocky area away from all life and especially away from water and fire, then to tie the corpse down onto these rocks by its own hair so the bones could not be dragged away by animals. And then they would let the birds of prey and the sun cleanse the body before collecting the bones and carefully burying them. And the protection of the earth and the purity of all things was the goal, believing the soul left the body on the fourth day after death, moving to the next realm inhabited by the immortals. It is said that of Zoroaster himself, after creating those primitive doctrines and building the civilizations of the East, after which he vanished in a tempest much like Enoch, never dying. Zarathustra's influences the likes of future writers such as Nietzsche in his Thus Spoke Zarathustra, as well as the composer Strauss with some of his musical scores, and Stanley Kubrick in his 2001 Space Odyssey while as also stated by the Encyclopedia Judaica was the major force behind creating the philosophies of Judaism and Christianity at their foundations. And in another part of the world, roughly around 5000 BCE, some seven thousand years ago, an old burial site in Southwest Germany. The Journal of Antiquity reports. Archaeologists find evidence of mass cannibalism, up to five hundred human remains on earth near Herreherum, with bones broken and cracked, and evidence of teeth marks. And if we remember, around this time. It was also said that these cyclopean cannibalistic rites were carried out by high priests who would have blue rings painted around their eyes. And if we move to northern central California in the tradition of the Madoc peoples, a character named... Komokums acted with earth divers to form the earth from a small bit of soil raised from the depths of the ancient primordial sea very much like the primordial mound in the abyss of chaos these creator gods of the Modox being true creators bringing forth existence with a word and back in the mediterranean region the ubaid civilization those said to be the cast down or the nephilim coming down from their lofty abode in the area around lake van and the region of armenia began moving some say fleeing south occupying regions in babylon Nippur, Kish, Adab, Ukirk, and Ur, considered by academics to be the founders of Sumerian civilization. And of this time in this region, legends of the Shipman or the Fishman, the Fish Godman, who rises from the depths of the sea and teaches morals to the recovering peoples, departing again at night back into the depths, instilling justice and divinity back to the people, remaining after the sinking of Atlantis, and was said to be the ancestor of the Aryans, And it is said that the warring giants, like those of Brarius with his hundred arms and typhoon who breathed out fires at one time put so much fear into the gods that they fled into Egypt and hid themselves under various forms and if we look at some of these figures and their um, Correspondences with other cultures we see that Ra or the Sun was associated with the Greek Apollo as the crow or Shemesh in Babylonian. And we have Isis, the cat, who was the moon goddess associated with Diana of the Greek or Sin of the Babylonian. And then there is Anubis, who weighs the scales of the soul upon death Becomes the wolf as in Mars and is Nergal of the Babylonian. While Saturn brought forth the cult of the goat of Mendes, very comparable here to the Baphomet in Greek, Bacchus, and in Babylonian, Nenutra. And if we look at Hathor, the cow was related with Jupiter, also being Osiris as a hot Jupiter and Juno in the Greek or Marduk in the Babylonian. And if we look at Venus, the lion headed goddess of Egypt Sekhemet, she was the Eye of Ra and she is Ninsiana in Babylonian and then we have Thoth the Atlantean who is an Ibis or sometimes represented as a baboon and he is related to Mercury or Hermes of the Greeks Nebo of the Babylonians and Odin of the Norse. And at times, these figures, when you go through and you try to figure out exactly who is who, um, at certain points they shift and, and one character becomes another. Much like I spoke of Hathor the cow, I'm relating to Jupiter, but Jupiter or a hot Jupiter per se is related to Osiris. And I believe this has much to do with the shifting elements of the heavens and the idea that through the course of time, these sacred temples to these entities, these gods were constructed in accordance with the turning of the heavens and simultaneously taken down in accordance with the turnings of the heavens. So many of the temples of the ancient past were taken down as a result of changes in the heavens. What remains today is only what was left after this system fell into disregard or disuse. And Manly P. Hall, in the secret teachings of all ages, tells us that In Egypt, the black magicians of Atlantis continued to exercise their superhuman powers until they had completely undermined and corrupted the morals of the primitive mysteries. This black magic dictated the state religion and paralyzed the intellectual and spiritual activities of the individual by demanding his complete an unhesitating acquiescence in the dogma formulated by the priestcraft. In Egypt, the word ark was a word of binding, very much like a wedding ring was meant to bind. And the word pa was the word for the male or the father. And paf was to breathe. Paf the breath or the wind gust is the earliest form of the ghost or the soul. The first parent, that of Renut, the primordial producer as the goddess of the eighth month and the goddess of the harvest. and Pa Renut is the parent, whereas Pa rent, is the first namer and was portrayed as the serpent woman. A serpent that enclosed in circles around as a type of gestation, this serpent ring almost creating the Ouroboros or the zero of chaos was the first shape of the Wren, a cartouche that encloses and in which the name is held, much like the Milky Way wrapping around the circumference of our heavens. In this sacred act of naming, what is now Ursa Major, the mother bear, in Egyptian times was the great figure of a woman. And this woman's body arched over the earth and rested on her hands and feet. In this form, she brought forth the sun in an animal fashion at the place of her back thigh called the Kepsh. And the Egyptians saw the north as the lower, the hinder, the dark side, the lowermost, the first whereas this great woman's face was to the south. And this much relates to the Masonic cardinal points of the circle, the north being darkness and the south being beauty. And it was said that Ham, according to the Tablet of Nations, second son of Noah, was said to have settled in Egypt, most likely with some parts still standing from after the deluge. And Ham, as the letters K, V, and M in Hebrew, give us Kamite, or the created race. And reduced in form, this KVM, is also related to the black stone of obsidian. This KVM also relates to Chem, and the black stone of alchemy and alchemical workings. And in my mind, this is also linked to the idea of Gargamel and the Smurfs. And then there is Buto, also known as Ujo or Wadjet, the green one, the pre-dynastic serpent goddess closely associated with Bast the cat goddess as well as Nekbet the vulture goddess she is the serpent on the heads of the pharaohs closely linked to Renen Utet who is a cobra form goddess very close to Buto and is the symbol for the human soul Scholars estimate for many converging reasons that the first dynasty of the newly united Egypt took place in 4240 BCE, and the bull, Mentu, became the major subject of Egyptian art. Architecture at this time becomes monolithic and is taken to new heights never again equaled throughout history. And recently, an incredibly preserved mummy has upended modern science. According to the Journal of Archaeological Science 2019, that embalming practices were in place more than 1,500 years before previously believed. New stories are constantly pushing systems and metrics back further and further in time. And the overseer, supervisor, and grand architect after the cataclysm held the title of the Myrrh, being the architect of the pharaonic system, who were and became the royal sons and grandsons, being called the merket mer meaning circle and the ket denoting the builders so these were indeed the circle builders of old and it was merion who was the architect of stonehenge and it was thoth the egyptian who was seen through the eyes of the ancient alchemists as relating to the sacred geometric expression of the Tetragrammaton, Tetragrammaton Aeton. The first part is fire, the spoken prayer of the sorcerer represented by an upward pointing triangle. The second being water, the magi would listen or reflect in water to catch a glimpse of the gods, this water being represented by a downward facing triangle. The third is the marriage, the creation of air, and God and man become one through the merging of the upward facing triangle and the downward facing triangle giving us the six-pointed star around one relating to the Sacred Seven. Thoth, being originally a lunar or moon god, measuring the time of the night winds and gave great attention to astronomy, cycles of astral bodies, becoming the god of measure of the turning of the heavens and the head of sacred wisdom as a high magician he was counselor to lord ra himself and with ma'at the three took the nightly voyage of the lunar boat across the night sky thoth who was credited as the creator of writing and brought this hieroglyphic system into use in ancient times, was the scribe of the underworld, and was represented by the symbol of the scribe, the ibis, the bird with the hooked, curved beak, with its curved beak as a symbol of the crescent moon, the sky boat, and was sometimes seen as a baboon, holding up a crescent moon. And in the Pista Sophia, it is Thoth, who is the head of the chief seven archonic forces, the Lords of the Zodiac, under another name, Sut, or Setwed, representing his sevenfold nature, relating to the seven stars of the constellation Ursa Major. Arctos, that old scythe spinning on its hilt, the dancing mother bear. Sut was represented as the star Sotis, the watching dog who announced the coming inundation of the waters of the Nile in ancient times, like Zadok being the bringer of the waters. And Sut, Relating to the seven, like Thoth, Sut is the first form of Hermes, heaven born in the stars, literally. And it was about the year 4000 BCE, in the ancient practice of burning red-haired men to sprinkle on the fields for a prosperous crop ended, and the sacrificial use of animals became more common, even having one day a year to sacrifice and feast on a pig, an animal not commonly eaten for sacred reasons. And it was said that the Egyptians were the true Rut, the primordial people of whom consciousness took hold of and retained the knowledge of this fact. The land of Egypt as the footstool, the people being the feet or the rut where these people first rose to stand in full stature as human beings. These first peoples as being black in color, having a high melanin skin tone, just as the children of Kush in the land of Ethiopia were of a black complexion as well. For it is Cush's son, Ham, who brings the gods into Egypt, and whose son was Mizraim. And thus Ham in the line of Cush occupied the place of the Orite princesses of the old chronicle at the head of the Egyptians, the Akkadians, the Babylonians, and the Assyrians. In ancient Persian history, Ibn Na now lost, Kitab An Numt, surviving only in fragments, tells us that in ancient Iranian history, during the reign of Dahak, son of K, a a demonic tyrant on earth whose reign lasted more than 1,000 years. In the second millennium of the world, he gathered scholars into 12 cities corresponding to the 12 zodiacal signs and these scholars ruled the people and the people obeyed until a prophet came. The people, upon hearing this prophet, rejected the scholars, who then went off into different countries where they became kings. And it was Hermes who left Babylon to then become the king of Egypt. And Hermes, being one of these wise sages, And in Egypt, he taught them the sacred sciences. It was written, Hermes was most perfect in intellect, most accurate in knowledge, and most subtle in investigation. In Egypt, he ruled as a civilizing king, improving its conditions, revealing his knowledge. And it was this Hermes who was said to have left the sacred 13 points in the transformations of alchemy and in statuary or stone carvings we see Hermes with one hand pointing above and one hand pointing below later influencing the personifications of Baphomet to the Templars also using the symbol of the caduceus the wand entwined with the two serpents Bohemoth and leviathan and it is also from this hermes where later we will get the union with aphrodite giving us the sacred herm aphrodite hermes aphrodite having to do with the 13 stages of death and rebirth in alchemy, a 13-pointed soldier. And in circa 4000 BCE, among the Ubaid people, we have abstract representations of Idemu, the much feared vampires whose origins are postulated by Andrew Collins in From the Ashes of Angels to be distorted reflections of the watchers, those who fell. A statue of a mother nursing a child who bears the head of a reptile with slit eyes and who is suckling milk, telling us that these these bright and shining ones were born this way in reptilian form. And it was in the 1840s when in the biblical field of archaeology, following the Bible's description, began to excavate in present-day Iraq, following the Euphrates River, discovering numerous layers of strata, the deepest being built upon bedrock, and this civilization had called itself Unuk and was founded of the oldest bricks. The archeologist from Queens College, Oxford, Archibald Seas, after deciphering a large number of clay tablets from this site, leading Professor Seas in the year 1887, to issue the opinion that this was the ancient biblical city of Enoch, the city built by Cain and his son, Cain's mythological name being Marduk. And this city of Enoch as Unuk was during the time of the Sumerian Kings list to be the most important city in this region of Sumar, and its most famous king was that of the great king, Gilgamesh, and his quest for immortality. Unuk, considered to be the true first city and the origin of writing, links to Hermes and Thoth. The first ziggurat, great stone structures were built here, The first development of cylinder seals used as binding agents on legal contracts and held the individual's reputation and identification. And this city held the individual as important in the community, being one of the first references to humanism. And while in India, like the Egyptian myrrh, it was Vishvak Arman, the all creating, the deity of creative power. This Vishvak Arman, the ancient architect who created and taught monument building. And according to the Rig Veda, he is the divine engineer of the universe from even before the invention of time and in the Vedas we are told all healing power is in the waters and it is dr. V Raghavan the head of Sanskrit studies at Madras University who tells us after 50 years of researching these ancient works, he is convinced that there are living beings on other planets and that they visited the earth as far back as 4000 BCE. There is just a mass of fascinating information on flying machines, fantastic Psy weapons in the Vedas, Indian epics, and Sanskrit texts. And when the living creatures went, the wheels went by them. And when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. This being from Ezekiel 1.19. And from this same time, archeologists found in the 1960s what is closely related to Sumerian script being called a Proto Sumerian script in Transylvania, and Tartarian tradition put the birth of Lilith and her brother in Transylvania as the result of a mating between the Kesh Ali, the queen of the mountain fairies, and Lokoliko, the king of the dwellers of the underworld mounds. These Delphic rulers, Lilith Samael, coming down from Armenia into Transylvania, and these lines of Cain and Ham moving into Mesopotamia and Egypt, would later in the eyes of the church be seen as the arch enemies of all humankind, the corruptors of the flesh and it is at this time in 4000 BCE that the age of Taurus begins and now moving to China it is around this time 4000 BCE that M. Valant speaks of an ancient Chinese diagram containing compartments based around this sacred seven relating to those crystallized forces in the realm of the goddess of the underworld this diagram having oblong compartments of equal size and its combination Precisely matches that of the tarot's structure of the six columns, five of which with 14 compartments totaling 70, while the final row holds half of the 14, giving us 77, all stacked on 7777. 7, 7, 7. And records tell us that this Divinante Mysterium dates back to the epoch of the first empire, being the time of the drying up of the waters of the Deluge by Lao, the conclusion being that this is the first tarot, while other studies tell us in the contemporary manner that the tarot was derived from the book of Enoch being modeled on the astral wheel. Of Athor, as Steroth, Teroth like that of the Indian, O Tara, the polar bear, or Artura, in the northern climes. But overall, this ancient Tari, or Teros, origin, slowly disappears into the ancient mists of time lost as to the true origin but the directions that the history of this school of thought points back to is the agent step to the indo-tataric the origin of the ancient tartars from where we get steak tartar and tartar sauce and some suspect that this ancient tarot is the root of the sacred books of the Sibyllines from roughly around 488 BCE which were either lost or destroyed and it was this ancient tarot carrying much symbolism into the new thought of the ages being divided into four suits, like the four directions hinging on the cardinal points, being somewhat different than modern tarot. In modern tarot, the symbol of the cup is representative of water. Whereas in the past, the cups being the arcs or arches of the movement of time, as a vessel, the ships of the heaven, the moon as a measure in her early and late phases, celestial truth. And what we now call the pentacles was once called the deniers. And these deniers were the constellations fixed as well as movable, the stars or the planets those archonic forces who rule over the subtle metals of the organs binding physical flesh in this realm of the matrix and these deniers being stars or planets are very much like the pentacles and in modern times the pentacle is representative of the element of earth now The swords, in the past, were represented as fires or flames, rays of light, the superfluous emanations of the eternal flame bestowed upon the minds of human, the creative force to bend the will of the black iron prison. Whereas, instead of flames, in modern times, the swords, are representative of the element of air. And then moving into wands, traditionally in ancient times, these are representative of the shadows, the whispering stones of fertility, plants around us that imbibe eternal creation, such as the sacred evergreen bush of the holly of the druids this sacred hollywood used as a wand to direct attention and in modern times the wands are representative of the element fire and in this ancient tarot the aces of each suit being the foundation upon which the following cards rest in ancient times there were the ace of cups as the cup or vase that is and holds the entire universe, the arch of celestial truth. And the ace of deniers or pentagrams is indeed the sun, the great eye of the world, the sustainer and purveyor of life on earth. and our dance with the morning star. Then the ace of swords, as in ancient times, was the spear of Mars. Whence comes war, losses, and victories, the bolt of Vishnu that both disintegrates to ash and awakens. And the ace of wands, or staffs, rods, or staves, is the slit of the serpent's eye, the pastoral crook of the Pharaoh, the club of Hercules, the emblem of agriculture and humans link to earthly forms. Each card, progressing, building, standing on the seven with every symbol having seven meanings. And each of these seven meanings having seven meanings of their own, with an intricate weaving of subtle forces creating a fractaline expression of time, seeking subtle hints through synchromatic expression linking the unseen to the seen. This sacred ancient system denoting the links between the stars, the angels both dark and light and humankind as a sort of book of destiny by the aid of which the sorcerer unveils the mysteries as the wheels of fortuna spin representing the perennial philosophy this evolution that all life forms must move through Now, in the ancient Irish mythology, the Tauta de Danana, having once resided on the northern island of the world, where they were instructed in the magical arts, the Book of Invasions tell us that they rode in on flying ships surrounded by black clouds arriving in ireland with druidic knowledge with prophecy and skill in magic and bringing with them the four treasures of arian bringing these four treasures from the pre-diluvian cities of the north these four treasures being said to be the origin of the four suits of the tarot. The first being the Lafal stone, the stone of fall that would cry out and give credence to the king it picked for sovereignty as being handed down through this stone, this Pitar or Peter or father brought by Morphessa from the city of the second is the spear or the slag of Lug, with no battle ever sustained against it or the one who held it, reminding me of the spear of Longinus that Hitler thought made him invincible. This slag of Lug brought from the Hyperborean city of Gorius by the poet Isaris. The third being the sword, or Cleadeb, of Nuada, of which no one ever escaped from once it was drawn from its sheath, and no one could resist it, and it is also described as glowing like a bright torch in the night much like Bilbo's sting this ancient blade brought from the city of Fyndius or Phineas by Ussias the fourth being the cauldron of the Dagda of which no one ever went away from unsatisfied with the mysterious power of bringing the dead back to life and of which little else is known other than it was brought by Simeus from the atlantean city of maurice morias this cauldron also reminding me of the ideas of the baptism of wisdom resurrecting the dead or being reborn and it was of these four items that it was thought to be by many the hyperborean origins of a system of divination we now call tarot carried down most possibly from multiple sources based around the measure of the turning of the galactic spiral the wheels within wheels, morphing there through time, like the ancient Chinese practice of cracking turtle shells with hot embers, to the I Ching, standardized divination devices becoming fashionable, following it through the Egyptian tarot and its link with Kabbalah or Kabbalank. And as these tarot cards are thrown or placed in their setting the way they land depends on how they are viewed being upside down or right side up affecting the inner relationship of the symbol with its participant touched at that point in time or later in the dream world hoping to enlighten this strange journey into this strange landscape. From the Druids to the early Italian Renaissance, the mercurial trickster element of the Tetragrammaton of the toroidal field of Ezekiel's wheels, each culture morphing and changing slight energies such as Aleister Crowley who switched the eight and the 11 of the Italian Renaissance decks, believing it was more ancient as essentially a factory reset, making the energies truer to their natural form. And then in a current context, the people's love of these ancient symbols and want or need, many feel a need to lift this veil with the hopes to see beyond, many hundreds of varieties of tarot decks now being available in many themes, many breaking out of the ancient symbols handed down as being forbidden to this race. Us as a people looking for a crack of light I would like to thank Christian Essex over at Big Barn Studios for all the production work as well as the background sounds you are hearing. And I am R. Marks, the researcher and recorder of said information, delving in and looking for. Ideas and how culture moves, and why we think the way we think. I appreciate you listening, and I hope everyone out there has a beautiful day. Thank you.